Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Squirt. Today I'm here with Bethany in London and we are talking about sex work. Woo! Sexy. Before we get started, I just want to go over some definitions and some disclaimers um, of what is sex work and what is not sex work. By definition, sex work is the exchange of sexual services, performances, or products for material compensation. It involves the activities of direct physical contact between buyers and sellers, as well as indirect sexual stimulation. But I want to make it very clear, do not take my words out of context. Do not trim this to be (laughs) fit your narrative, whatever that might be. If you are, you're terrible person anyways (laughs) um sex work only refers to voluntary consensual sexual transactions so the term does not refer refer to human trafficking other coerced or non-consensual sexual transactions such as prostitution or i mean anything of that nature so it has to take place between two consenting adults who are of legal age i will say that legal age differs between states so look up your own state laws to figure out what exactly that legal age is i will say in relation to sex work i think you should be over the age of 18 but you gotta do what you gotta do we'll get into that later so just make sure you are of age to give consent and you know having the mental capacity to consent and must take place without any methods of coercion other than payment so again just kind of going back to the basic definition of consent consent has to be there in relation to you know all of sex work besides just obviously the payment but again if you got to do what you got to do you got to do what you got to do again don't take that the wrong way so so mixed feelings on sex work probably like most people I mean, unless you just know you have negative feelings, but most educated people, I feel like, have mixed feelings. But honestly, I feel like my complaint about sex work is the complaint I have about most uh, exchange of money for labor. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily specific to sexual labor as much as, like, the desperation that people are driven to for money. But I'm like, that doesn't strictly apply to sex work. There's a lot of jobs that are desperation driven to by lack of money, you know? Literally all of jobs within capitalism. Does anyone actually want to go to work? Yeah, so I'm like, because I like my job. No, now. so I'm like, yes, I have an issue with sex okay, work, but fair, you know, fair. There are times. <laughs> I feel no, I enjoy I NB, It's not like the job. You like the work. That's you can fair. like the yeah, work that you do, right, Bethany? You, I'm still anti-capitalist. Y'all not gonna catch me today. I've been feeling yes, bad. So I'm like, no, oh, no. Having fun you at can work. like the work that you do. <laughs> No, 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 that's fine. And in fact, that's good because that means you're managing to survive despite hell, you know? Like, that's okay. You're allowed to enjoy what you do and you're allowed to enjoy, like, the people you're doing things with. Like, if you enjoy your coworkers and shit. So, like, that's not a big deal. You know, you can still want capitalism to crumble. (laughs) Yay. See, it's just like, I just don't feel like (laughs) people should have to be pushed into jobs via desperation for money. You should be able to pick jobs because you like the work you know yeah yeah true. true sucks work is fine it's cool i feel along the same lines as bethany as long as it's consensual and i feel like it can also be kind of manipulated in a way and so that's what makes it kind of iffy sometimes people can be manipulated into doing sex work i'll say but people can be manipulated into doing anything so it's not just a sex work specific thing either exactly it's like the complaints that you make about sex work can be applied to almost any job Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so yeah it's capitalism sex work on the other hand do do what you gotta do and if you're having fun good 
Wow, we didn't even wait to get into the capitalism tangent, eh? Yeah, like it's it's capitalism, babe. Didn't even hold back this time. I will die on this hill. I feel like if you know me, you know that I am very, very, very absolutely diehard pro-sex work. And I think the only way that sex work can be get better, be safer, be decriminalized even is if we all have kind of this radical acceptance of it. That being said, I mean, I think we're getting better at that. I will say the one major concern that I have, and it definitely like echoes everything that you two have said, but also something that I think a lot about, and especially with the rise of OnlyFans and and like the kind of push to get into sex work so young. And a lot of people, I think, they think of it as, you know, it's the movies, you find this person who has copious amounts of money, you send them photos, you don't ever have to interact with them. That's it. It's a transaction and it's done. But that's not how sex work works. It's similar to a job, similar to a client facing job. These are relationships that you have to keep up with people, you know, and again, when you have that kind of money difference between two people. And of course, you can read all of the the stories of how, you know, there's sex workers who make bank and and some do. But, you know, in the most part, it's like, especially like in-person sex work in particular, like you're going into a situation where that person could potentially deeply, deeply, deeply harm you. And so I think having the safety precautions there, also just having the education and again, kind of like that conversation around it is so important. And I think we lack a lot of that conversation. And a lot of that conversation even gets just shut down. I think especially like in relations again to like OnlyFans, people People who are, you know, they turn 18 and it immediately it's like, let's jump into it. Or it's kind of seen as this last ditch thing, which I definitely don't think it should be considered that on a broader scale, just because I think that like is another stigma that is very harsh and hard to like, I don't know, like it's hard to work around it, I guess. But I think, what was I fucking saying? I like, I have so many thoughts. When you're 18, I think, think a lot. Give many thoughts to this because it's at a point now where anyone can access this, but there's not as much safety as there once was, especially with sites like OnlyFans. Like we know that these sites are not helpful to a vast majority of sex workers. Um, As we're seeing a lot of laws crack down, like I think of the FOSTA-SESTA law in particular, that, you know, their whole thing, their whole cover was to decrease, you know, child pornography, which is great. And I think, you know, obviously that is something that we need to deal with, but it ended up severely harming sex workers and is the reason that, you know, like Tumblr took down all of their porn and and all these different things happened, which I mean, yeah, sucks that you can't go to Tumblr to get your good porn, but also sex workers aren't able to vet people. It's harder to share information on potentially dangerous clients. It's harder to share information on what to do, what not to do, how to get started even. There's that lack of resource sharing that I think has been pulled within the last few years as, you know, it's it's rising. More people are being more inclined to jump into this line of work and, you know, kind of make it something that they, I guess, want to do or enjoy doing. And so I have a a lot of thoughts about that. (laughs) I do think it's funny, though, that the first thing they always do to protect the children and shit like that and protect people who are being abused is to start bans. Because they've (laughs) shown that actually the legalization of sex work and prostitution did more to turn in like criminals absolutely Mm -hmm. suddenly people in these areas that were being trafficked could talk to the police without being arrested themselves yeah 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 and it's you can't report someone like you know if you were if you were in a situation where you were meeting up with a client and say that client was you know held a gun to your head whatever whatever like and That's one of the better things that could happen in a situation like this, right? Like nothing happens, 
you just get a gun held to your head. And I think that's, again, before I move on with that, but like, that's a very serious thing. I don't want to minimize that, but like also just understanding in the broader scope of things, there's a lot of things that can happen, but you can't go to the police and be like, this man held a gun to my head because then it's going to be, what were you doing? Why were you there? Why? Like, you know, and all these other questions and suddenly- Which is how pimps get brought in. Yeah. And <laughs> he's fine. And you are, you're on your own and probably behind bars. You know, I just, I think there needs to be that discussion. And also like Bethany said again, like legalization of everything so that we can have these conversations and like even the like anti-retaliation laws that they have in place like for that in particular like you know you can come forward and you won't get charged we see that that doesn't work that doesn't work at all Centoya Brown in particular I just think of like was that consensual no it was not at all but like why the fuck was she on trial and that man was free and we saw that happen and obviously that case made headlines but like there's so many other people that never got a chance to come forward never got a chance to be saved never got a chance to even be alive and that can only start with legalization and you know a lot of it's like the misogyny in america too yeah. Because, like, laws are specifically designed to go against the female party in an aggressive encounter. Sorry, mm-hmm. strictly speaking in cis terms, I know there's a spectrum here, but, like, legally when they wrote it, they thought of it in, like, man and woman. So I apologize, but that's the only way I know how to talk about it. If a man attacks you and he is bigger than you and you pull a knife on him, you go to jail because that was excessive use of force. He didn't have a weapon. Why did you? It happens where women will get attacked and if they defend themselves in any way that's not with brute force, it is considered like excessive force. And even just like the status of these men too. It's, you know, it's men with money. It's men with power. It's men with connections. Oh, and let's not act like well, black men would get away with the same thing because they would not. There's a whole race issue as well exactly. in there too. Like, don't get us wrong. But so many laws are written specifically so that way you can't defend yourself. Let's just say you're a prostitute and someone roughs you up. It's like, okay, you can't go to the cops because you'll get arrested for prostitution and you can't defend yourself. So what are you supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. I think prostitution was a really interesting thing for me until I started working. I mean, it was even kind of in my final years of working as a sexual abuse advocate. And I was able to do a little bit of like anti-prostitution work. And it was really interesting because half of the people that are very anti-prostitution are very like anti-porn, anti-anything. The only way to get past all of this is to get rid of it all. All of it has to go away. And so there are people who look at FOSTA-SESTA and and think that that was the best thing that has ever happened and looked at, you know, the fact that Tumblr banned all porn and think that that was the greatest thing. I think the other thing too with that that I learned a lot of is that a lot of times in particular with prostitution cases, a lot of times that Johns or buyers, like the people who are buying sex, a lot of reasons they don't get caught is because more often than not, they are heads of communities. They're always white men. They're not always white men, but like mostly white men. They're always people with status. There are always people with money. There are always people with beautiful families, you know, like great connections, beautiful houses. And I think, you know, we don't want it to get out that our mayor or our, you know, community official or our fucking sheriff was some scumbag that was engaging in prostitution. But like, those are nine times out of 10, the people who are buying sex and 
I think that's really interesting and I wish that we had more discourse about that. There's a really good film that I watched that was actually was set in Iowa in particular just because we have with I-80 running through the middle of the state, it's a really it's a hot spot for trafficking. Let's let's say that instead. There's one hotel in particular that like it's known if you are being trafficked like through the state, you'll probably stop there. It's so fucked up. And I think there's a lot of learning that needs to be happening with that because prostitution nine times out of ten, it's not this like dirty, grimy, whatever. It's like very well dressed people who are well taken care of in terms of like their physical appearance because you have to match these men who are like I said in higher positions of power um, and higher statuses you know and play into that idea of like you are the fantasy we need to have more conversations about that we need to engage more in that literature there I mean there needs to be more of a like a presence anyways of like education that can be accessed but I think well I'll put it in the show notes like the movie that I'm talking about but like I definitely think that we need to have more discourse about that all right so there are different types of sex work the first one we're going to talk about is street prostitution this is a type of sex work and during it a sex worker just solicits customers from a public place this is the most popular way that you probably see prostitution Think when you are talking about sex workers this is what you're thinking of is street prostitution mm-hmm, typically mm-hmm. and yeah it's are there pimps for street prostitution yes right or no? Uh, there can be. Street prostitution is not as common mm-hmm. as it once was because people have fucking cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, like, it's really popular with folks are there who are virtual pimps? Oh my goodness. Are we there? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't think we'd need one because the point of the pimp was to protect you. If it's virtual, theoretically, True. Or you should manager. just be showing them titty through the camera, right? <laughs> Basically. Your booker. Your yeah, booker agent. just a No, so street prostitution, most of the time, it's basically like it's really only common around like poor areas. I'm thinking of Skid Row in particular. People know that if you go to Skid Row and someone's standing in a certain way, which is so fucking terrible, that probably they could be engaged. Yeah, there's a conversation that has to happen there, which I always think is is wild. I don't know. Street prostitution isn't as, as like big as people think it is. And also street prostitution as labeled as street prostitution is not a form of sex work. Street prostitution. Can we remove street prostitution? <laughs> no because i feel like it's important to talk about it because you can talk you can't talk about sex work without talking about the complications of it true but i don't think prostitution is necessarily like the most up-to-date term that we could probably have with that because i think when people hear prostitution it's like that's bad i feel like this episode would be good in changing like the perception like you can say it's street prostitution but like it doesn't have to mean what you think it means you know like it's common to see it in a certain way also you can support something and point out its flaws yeah yeah true true okay okay carry on like sex work's not perfect Mm -hmm. like no job is perfect sex work's not perfect (laughs) okay so the next one on our types list is escorts now this is probably when you're thinking of the bougie shit this is probably what you're thinking of officially escorts do not have sex with clients. They are someone you pay to take on a date with you to like fancy events. So if I'm like some old rich CEO who can't really swing any, you know, girls because I look like a shriveled prune, I'd hire a pretty girl to go with me. And you can even get them like educated so that way they can like keep up with conversations. I hate how I said get them educated like you're picking them out of the store. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you're taking them to the store. Get, like, can you educate them? You can get them specific interests. 
However, lots of them do the nookie anyway. Also, escorting is very popular in Hollywood, especially people who... There's a blind item that I love. If you don't know what a blind item is, it's basically just like when people who like are close to celebrities drop some information, but they can't like say who it is. It's usually true. That fucking Julia Fox was basically an escort for Kanye and it all started like she was on one of the like yachts where rich managers and yacht girls and a lot of times they don't fuck on the yacht maybe afterwards but like Julia Fox basically stood up and was like I'll be with this person and then like went and met Kanye the next day crazy Wild, allegedly right? <laughs> allegedly they're gonna fucking try to get us for that um, blind they're item they're gonna try to sue us for affirmation of character or some shit allegedly. I know Kanye yep. is gonna come for yep. us <laughs> Yay. Wait, wait, let's keep talking about Kanye because that would be dope. If Kanye mentioned us, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Kanye was Dude. talking shit about us. We'd be yeah, so famous. Really Kanye do sue us, actually. <laughs> Next up, we have Sugar Babies. This is a transactional relationship between two people. It's like a work relationship. It's done when an elder, wealthier person and usually a younger, attractive person doesn't always have to have these characteristics, but someone in need of financial assistance is basically with someone else in a mutually beneficial relationship. And there's just financial help from one person to the other. It can be sexual, it can be not sexual, but there's a relationship there and someone's getting paid in it. So I feel like it's one of the most stigmatized ones because it's kind of like everyone thinks you're just going to be a sugar baby and you're going to make this relationship and it's going to be so great and so easy. I feel like there's a lot of stigma around sex work in a lot of ways these days, especially from what you see on the internet. And that's why I think it can be particularly dangerous sometimes when it comes to the portrayal of sex work in that kind of way. So what do y'all think? I think the general thoughts that I have about sugar babies are the same thoughts that I have about only fans in the in the sense of a lot of people think it's very easy it is not easy this is probably the more work related like there's a lot of work that has to go into a relationship like this because again it is a relationship and i think you know we can hear a lot of like really crazy stories of super rich people buying people houses or like cars or giving them five grand in cash every single week and all of this and like they don't even have to really talk to them or they don't have to sleep with them but i, I think sugar babies in particular and like that type of sex work you have to have a lot more than just a sexual connection with that person. You have to be able to have a conversation and like be desirable. And like, there's a lot more to that in ways that other types of sex work, you don't really necessarily have to have those things. So you got to talk a good talk. And also the same thing with sex work too. And this goes for all types of sex work, especially this type and like things online. You have to sell yourself. You are the item that is going to be purchased. You have to sound like the best thing ever. And I think a lot of people forget about that. There is such a side of marketing to sex work because you are you're marketing yourself you have to be really good at selling (laughs) because you're literally selling sex and they only see the sex part and they're like for sure and And i feel like that's part of the reason why it's so stigmatized yeah especially in the rise of OnlyFans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially, yeah, now that it's like more so, oh, anyone can do it. You can do it from your room. It just all just sounds so cute and packaged and easy. And it's like, no, this is the work. This is a real job. And there are issues that come along with it. And there may be benefits, but it's never to the extent that you're seeing it. And just like you have to remember when you're watching influencers or anyone else, when you're seeing people who post about sex work and how well off they're doing, they're also the minority. Like it's not everyone who's going to be able to pull this off and make all their living just from posting on OnlyFans. I'd argue most people don't. Like, I'd argue most people probably fail. You know what? If I got into weird kinks, I could probably do okay. Like, I'm chunky. 
Ugh, I would just sit yeah. there and eat. If you know what, if they want to pay me money to eat shit because I know that's a kink, I'll do it. Oh, I'll yeah. sit there and eat, man. I'll wear cute Easy. clothes when I do it too. I don't care. I'll wear Tonys. Fuck. Fuck. To eat? Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends made it into the top 1%, which I always thought was fucking crazy. But like even then she was only pulling like a couple hundred dollars a month, which is like oh, wow. the 1% and you think of like thousands yeah. and it's like not that at all. Yeah, because that's like the best. It's like anything when you do freelance though. Because when you're doing freelance anything and you yeah. come and you're using somebody else's website, it's very hard to actually make like a stable income just from doing that. There's barely anyone oh, yeah. who does freelance who's just doing one thing. So that's the thing. Like sex work is a job, but it's not always going to pay all the bills. Exactly. So I know we did kind of talk about webcam with the sugar baby thing, but webcamming is actually its own type of sex work. So I'm not like London. I'm just going to read the damn definition. You're not getting some fancy version from me. It's a video performer (laughs) who streams on the internet with a live webcam broadcast. A webcam model often performs erotic acts online, such as stripping, masturbation, or sex acts. Okay, but your definition wasn't as like bad as mine. Like it was normal. Mine has words like fucking transactional and shit. Like what the fuck? One of the really cool things that I think about webcamming, you know, it's kind of died out more recently. I think in kind of like the broader scale of things, like people aren't necessarily going on to Chatterbait and like <laughs> the waves that they used to. But I think one of the cool things about that- OnlyFans is webcam too, isn't it? No. Is it not? Is it not? No. Why not? I think you can, can't you? I'm gonna open up OnlyFans. Well, I think on. it's a recent feature, maybe. Only I know OnlyFans, you can post fans. videos and like things. I bet you could stream. Someone's gonna go into my history later and be like, Bethany, why were you on OnlyFans? <laughs> I think it's so funny. I'm so (laughs) confident in myself that I never clear my history or go in incognito for porn. Because I'm like, nobody's coming on my shit. And if you're looking at my shit, then you're going to see what I'm up to. Mind your business if you don't want to know. True. Ever since Bella Thorne pulled that shit, OnlyFans has gone to shit. It's like, I can log in with Windows, Google, or Twitter. Yeah, let me just tie OnlyFans to Twitter. That's normal. No, it's always like that. No, Twitter, the only reason- finding shit. Twitter's the last one is because Twitter is the last social media site that doesn't fucking hate sex workers. Doesn't Twitter own OnlyFans? No. They might own stake in it. Webcamming has had some like serious like technological advances in it. And again, we'll get into porn and I've got some more things that I think are really cool over there. But you can now, there's a company, you can now get a vibrator that as people are tipping you, because that's basically how like webcamming works is like you're not really paid actual cash necessarily, you're paid in like tips. So people buy like coins for a website and then like they spend their coins, whatever, whatever you get it transfers into cash. Okay, got that. But like different vibrators and dildos that vibrate react in some sort of way have haptic feedback basically in relation to how people are tipping so like if someone tips a little bit it's a little vibration if someone tips a lot of a bit you know then it's a bigger vibration and i think that's really fucking cool because then you get paid to come that's so smart and that's something that only someone who has previously done sex work would think about genuinely i'll die on that hill i don't know who created it i know the company but somebody who watches a lot of webcams or does a lot of true but that's more money for them to make these people come when they could just get a normal sex toy wrong could also be that absolutely i'm not discounting that at all so pornography that's what's next wait do we have a definition or we're raw dogging it so yeah we're raw dogging the porn definition (laughs) i would say porn falls under the umbrella of like pre-recorded videos that people can access from a website either paid or not photos drawings are porn that too it's anytime Mm -hmm. you can look at another naked person and like even then even if it's not naked so it's visual sexual stimulation really is what it is it's not actually being stimulated by anything it's watching something that gets your fireworks going yeah 
So actually, you can be stimulated by a video. They now make things basically like massive pocket pussies that are very smart. They connect to different porn videos. And so you can get like, you can get a video and then put on like a VR headset and then basically like thing that will jerk you off to the tune of of the video. I think that's really neat too. And there's other different things like VR porn is a thing that's becoming a little bit more. I would honestly, like as a side shoot of NB, I would love to have a VR porn site. A VR specifically? Yes. I think that's so fucking cool. I thought you were saying you wanted it. Yes. You mentioned in a previous episode wanting to do porn. This is not the first time we've mentioned the N- NB yeah. porn. Yeah. When are we starting our OnlyFans, Zoe? Oh, that's uh, right. But can, uh, HR. Oops. Oh, right. Uh, Sorry, HR. Uh, uh, <laughs> London, London, we'll talk okay, about it later. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it later. I don't think it's bad if we hire people just for that. Okay, listen, NB After Dark, we get that office and it's me, London, in the fucking London costume. <laughs> we have minors that work here. We have minors that work here. Just, just for the audience, they are joking. The minors that work here would never be asked to handle explicit no, content no, or work no. in a place that would film porn ever. No. Please, Our minors are not allowed to listen to the podcast. It's okay. We're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> this is yes. strictly between London Eye and the NB Lemon costume. And HR, I guess. And I HR because she just happens to be here. Anyway, but I'd want to say like porn's probably the one that I feel like in my head feels the the most jobby like you clock into set one day you probably eat your little snack at the table true you know like you go to the set it's like you and your co-worker you're like hey johnny how's it going oh yeah you know <laughs> i gotta take a pounding you know how it is whatever <laughs> It's okay, one of those days. action and then they go crazy and then the second they yell cut they're immediately back to normal like okay johnny have a good day say hi to the wife for me like yeah i love watching documentaries of people who are do porn in particular i think it's super interesting it's like an actual fucking camera crew but then you have to like stop and get a different angle and then you have to stop and get a different angle like there's a technical. lot of like <laughs> Yeah. I feel bad for the guys because when you're a girl, it's easy to fake an orgasm. How yeah. how do you get off with all those cameras? Like you can fake it, you know, if if you've got a vagina, it's fakeable. If you got like bunk to be shooting out, uh, that's not really fakeable. I don't think. I feel like they can fake it though to some extent. Like there's like a like a movie prop like sperm that just shoots out <laughs> underneath. Probably, maybe. I, don't put it past I believe them. it. I believe like, it. I'm Someone thinking out of, there. like a cream pie. Like you could fake a cream pie pretty well. <laughs> allegedly do you think there's like porn prop masters like the guys oh, yeah. like i wanted to work for hollywood and here i am <laughs> we're in a fake come on people oh, poor guy that's crazy my only issue with porn is i don't like overly produced porn because it's just not good and i don't like to watch homemade porn because there's no way to verify the age of the people in it it even scares me sometimes when people like have their own channels and it's like, yeah, you may have asked someone to record, but did you also tell that person like what was going to be done with the video? Like, even if you're someone who just does it to like, and you just always have someone new in your video, like did every person consent? Like, how is this being done? And two, they, this is now them working as well. Are they getting a cut? It's just so ethically unclear when it comes to that, that that's just very scary. Yeah. Like there's questions like, I'm not saying they're all unethical, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's, I'm saying it's hard to verify. You don't have to be verified to post a video on Pornhub. Yeah, like that's the thing. That's the issue with Pornhub is anyone can post on there. 
on to the next one we have phone sex that is just a vocal conversation between two people using a phone and sexual very easy very simple can do it anywhere anytime 1-800-VAGINAS <laughs> wait is that legit I've never seen like a phone number for like a sex yeah, company no, hold on. oh my god you never did like hold a, on yeah Hi, and thanks for calling the nation's number one talk line since 1995. If you're over 18, press start. It's dull now. I'm like, that could be fucking you. I could be paying my car insurance bill to that voice. Shit. That's not very sexy of them. I don't have a dick, but if I did have one, I'd get soft if I was like ready and ready to roll. And then I hear that. I know. You're <laughs> like, hell yeah. And you call and then you're like, Sahara. And you're like, never mind. I'm good. I want to apologize to the, uh, the voice actress who did the 1-800-Vaginas intro because she is an artist and I'm so oh, sad that no. they did that to her. She deserved they better. Just, they just took it away. She deserves better. I know. She deserved more. That's crazy. Like, you're a queen. <laughs> they really said, no free fucks here. <laughs> <laughs> that too many people were getting off at the intro. They were like, that's good enough for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> they got to the actual pay part and was like, sorry, man. I just, I already blew. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in others, we have exotic dancing, aka stripping, and then uh, peep shows, strippers, everyone knows strippers. If you don't know what a stripper right. is, that's someone that gets naked and dances real nice. We, we yep. love them here. Yep. Shout out to the strippers. Dollar, dollar bills. We love y'all. Yep. We hope y'all are having a good night. <laughs> Tip your strippers well. Please do. Yeah, yep. finesse yep. that money out of those motherfuckers. True. Peep shows are, are kind of an older thing, but cute. I think we should bring those back. I think that would be cute. What, what, so what is, is it? Define a peep show. What the, What is a peep show exactly? It feels scary to me. Like, is this legal? Because <laughs> I feel like they have live peep shows too, right? I swear I've heard about yeah, it being I real mean, people. I mean, that's like the more like burlesque okay. type peep shows that like See, it, and it basically just like og peep show is basically you just pay a couple cents and you look at porn through like like a lens type of space but like yeah like how peep shows are more now they're a little bit more related to burlesque we're like technically there's no body part shown it's all a tease and so like you know you can go and get like a peep show like there's a place in new orleans where literally it's like the corner peep show and it you get a singular coin, you put it into the slot, you go behind this curtain. It's literally like three feet by three feet. Like it's a teeny tiny little space. And it's just this person that gives you like a like a burlesque dance almost. No nipples, no <laughs> external reproductive organs are shown. You might get pasties. Yeah, exactly. Burlesque. And I mean, so burlesque like, is not sex work. Right, right, exactly. It's just and so raunchy like, art. Yeah, and so like you get a little like you get the bra off, but like you don't ever see a nipple, and like you take you take the you know the stockings off, but like you never see a butthole. So yeah, I like that you said that it was raunchy art because I was like, I would go to that. I think that sounds really pretty to just sound like pay to pee oh and watch someone dance. Oh my gosh! So I've been to one. <gasps> Ooh, how was it? <laughs> I've been to a burlesque I show, honestly, not a peep show, but I the burlesque love... show. A good burlesque yeah. show. I love a burlesque show. My husband and I went and saw one in Las Vegas. It was oh, so fucking good. Dead. There was a he got company pulled up on that stage. Would, I love that. There was a company that did it like back where when I was in college, and I got on stage one time. It was fun, except it wasn't like to get a dance. It was like to learn a fucking dance, and I was like, I was like fucking so, three glasses deep on wine, just fucked up on stage having the best time of my life my husband had to give a dance he had to do a dance 
and he froze. He just looked at the guy and just like he got so embarrassed, like because oh, they no. didn't tell him what he was gonna do. Oh no, they don't. They you pull him up on stage and you hope that you get a laugh dance well, out of it. No, so my husband did not know what was going to happen, and then he was told to give a random lady in the audience a laugh dance, and he just like froze. Oh, we're by husband king. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So they were supposed to have like a lap dance competition. The guy who went against him was kind of weird about it. So if people started booing Cody because he didn't do anything, no. by the end, they thought he was nice because the other guy ended up being a creep about it. So they were like, people were stopping us on the street and were like, oh, what a nice young man he is. Like, oh, <laughs> people bought us drinks. It was like a thing. Like he was just a nice young man. Oh, but did we talk about strippers too? I mean, I know we mentioned what strippers are, but like our feelings on them. They're great. I don't They're know. I, I think stripping's cool. I dig it. I dig it. I think it's definitely one of the more like safe forms of sex work too. I feel like it's, it's the oh, art it behind it looks fun and people ignore that. Yes. So that's what I'd like to do. But like to do that in front of uh, men. Fucking pole dancing no. is a workout. If there's any lesbian strip clubs that want to take me, um, ladies only. And be workouting. <laughs> ladies only so i've been to a strip club twice and both times i ended up like talking to the stripper about like school mm-hmm. <laughs> like the first time she was talking about like work not about like in a sexy way either <laughs> like we were talking about work <laughs> and then i didn't get a, a real name the other one actually told me a real name i don't know if it was a real real name but they told me it was their real name and then were talking to me about the classes they were taking at the at the uc they were at <laughs> so I have weird experiences there, <laughs> I guess. I've only been to a strip club with my mom. <laughs> we would go between the gay bar and the strip club. <laughs> and that was fun. Yeah, I think people also like forget about like how strippers are still like real people. And so like personable effect, I think that you can get from that where it's like, you know, you could actually have a chat with people. And I think that's neat. And like London said, I know London mentioned it already, but it really is an art. Like they are dancing and maintaining yeah. rhythm and being seductive. Like, and like and some of them have like some real athletic songs. ability. True. Oh, another thing I did is I, I made a, a stripper laugh in the middle of her thing. Oh, that's like cute. She was, like I made her break. I love that. My friend I was with told me to make it rain and I did, but I didn't do it on the stripper. And they were like, what the fuck is that? Like, why didn't you do it over the stripper? And I was like, but the money's dirty. <laughs> And I don't know why, but she thought that was funny. Because <laughs> that is hilarious. But I was like, but it was dirty. Like, money's dirty. Like, why would you want that on you? That is so precious. just a strip club and bethany's like but that's dirty like babe you're in a strip club how clean do you think it is yep i don't know maybe i think that's the problem is i think of them as people too much i'm like oh i don't want dirty money all over me they are people and that's funny but i feel like (laughs) no i know but i'm saying like i feel like that's why i can't get obviously you do it but i feel like i really do feel like it's almost like i can't get into the right vibe i know it's supposed to be like encouraging but i feel like it's almost disrespectful to throw money at people because in any other context it's disrespectful so it's so interesting to think that we do that to strippers going from like drag shows and like drag brunches and whatnot like when people come around and like take your dollars i feel like it's always hard to tip in strip clubs when you're like oh i have to catch them and like i have to like put them in them and like that's like i didn't even ask them first it feels so dehumanizing and then it's like dehumanizing to think of like anyone having to like pick up that money afterwards and collect like it's just ew 
It's just exactly. gross. Although I do like watching strippers wash their money like in like a fucking washing machine and then like dry it and like all the, what that entails and like counting Money it, laundering. Like I think that's cool. Yeah, legit money laundering. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. I could see, I know people who've been into it before. I could see being into being a stripper before some of the other ones. I mean, like no judgment oh, if yeah. you're into doing yeah. that sex work job. But like I could see more people being like, yeah, I love being a stripper than I see people being like, yeah, I love being a sugar baby. I feel like most sugar babies are like, fuck. I wish I had more money. <laughs> the idea of becoming a stripper is very enticing. Again, same thing with like a complaints about other work, but just the idea of like, it looks very easy in the movies, but it's like, it's work. It is work. You have to sell yourself in that mm-hmm. regard. Okay, so history's next. My own personal history lesson is that sex work is shit on, despite being literally the oldest profession that has ever existed. If there is humanity, there is the sale of sex. Can they prove that? Can they prove that? No, not that necessarily. Sex work is- I know it's something like- they say, but like some poor, like the first wheat farmer in the world's like, hey, I was the first profession, thank you. I mean, yeah, food is definitely a thing, but like <laughs> if there are people, yeah. there is sex. If there is sex, there is the sale of sex. I will die on that hill. You know, is there actual fact to back that up? Probably not. But like, was it a thing? And like, like, can you go back thousands of years and find evidence of sex workers? Yes. Even if it wasn't necessarily even like a like transaction of money necessarily, there was usually a transaction of like something like goods or services. I was going to say, according to our notes, prostitution was widespread in ancient Egypt and Greece as well as Japan. But like also important to note too is like we think of like the red light district as something that only takes place in the Netherlands. That was a thing that happened also within the United States. It is only within the last like few decades honestly um that sex work has ever been regulated and even really just within the last decade that we've seen explicit laws preventing the act of sex work and that's a very u.s thing that is a very colonist i will say thing to do so like we're seeing similar things happen in britain and in france and other colonizer spaces (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) But that also being said, I think there's also a lot of organization, organizing in particular that has been going on kind of around this. So like we're seeing kind of the growth of different types of sex work, like what that looks like for people and other ways to go about sex works. And I think that helps to a certain extent. But again, like we're losing some of our ways to vet people. And there's less of a conversation because there's more laws. And again, going way back to something that we talked a while ago, the idea that sex work will always exist. And the only way to really have fair, honest, open, safe conversations is to make it completely legal and, you know, kind of remove the weird regulations that we have around that in terms of like who can do it well and people forget that legalization means regulation too exactly legalization is regulation i think a lot of people when they think of legalization they just assume like oh it's it's a free free for for all all then but that's not true right not at all because actually things that are legalized are often more regulated than something that's criminalized. Yep. And again, like our deep hatred for women, I think plays a big role, obviously plays a very large role into a lot of these laws, despite the fact that like many, 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 many people engage in sexual activity, many, many, many people engage in watching porn or in in consuming some form of sex work, whether 
that be direct or indirect within their lifetimes. For something that nearly everyone engages with, we have a really interesting relationship in the fact of like, we are so misogynistic that we just can't deal with the legality of anything. And so like, you know, like while pornography is legal in the United States, prostitution is illegal in most parts of the United States. Shout out to Nevada for like actually doing something in particular. Also, you know, in other regions of the world, pornography, prostitution are illegal. I mean, even some countries where sex toys are illegal. Dubai is like a perfect example of this, of like, we think that it's very progressive and it is on a business side, but like, if you think you're going to bring a dildo into Dubai, you're fully fucked up. You will be stopped at customs. In particular, I think a lot of Middle Eastern countries are, or I guess it's like a region where it's a little bit more controlled. Obviously, there's limited access to pornography and there's like, you can't really have sex toys and all of that. But I, I mean, that being said too, I think there's also the understanding that like sex work probably still exists in those places. Like it's just because it's like deeply illegal doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And so I think that distinction needs to be made. But there's other countries that sex work is legal. So Thailand, Japan, Germany, Australia, Mexico, Canada, and there the list continues too. Canada, conveniently enough, will uh, will they give you a stipend and as part of like your health benefits to pay a sex worker if you are someone with disabilities or seeking end of life care. And I think that's really interesting because they value sex as a healthcare situation than anything else. Like in situations like there's. Pl- Places where being a prostitute's like a government job, okay, practically. So like if you get pregnant as a as a prostitute, is it like a workman's comp situation? Like do you have to file paperwork with your employer for that, you think? Probably. Like could you I imagine assume so? I mean definitely not in the United States, but I feel like it would depend on <laughs> if they view it as their fault or not. <laughs> Because if they're like, you were being a dumb bitch, that's why you got pregnant, they're not gonna... Yeah, but I think half of being a sex worker is, like, never having a condom, because those are the men yeah. who are like, mm, I don't like the way that feels. Oh, that's so funny. Sex workers I've talked to said they will never, ever, ever do it without a condom for that exact reason. They're like, I go through too many. Like, I had a, a former... That makes sense, though, because why wouldn't you be saying Former prostitute friend, where she said she didn't even give blowjobs without condoms. Good for her smart don't be silly wrap that willy that's our little tip to you guys i don't know that's interesting if anyone in the audience who is listening knows let us know because that's that's really curious i'm i'm curious about that wait no i wanted to mention something while we were still in history oh wait what do you got to say about history well so like it's really a disservice to discuss sex work at all without discussing how it affects trans people and how much sex workers' rights, they tie in with the rights in the trans community, like, really tightly. And I know we talk about how it affects all women, but I think we need to talk about the violence against trans women as sex workers. Like, I don't know. I, I just felt like it was worth a mention. I don't really know if I had something long and well thought out to say about it, but I felt like we were really, like, ignoring a major topic here. As well as, like, how many trans people do sex work simply because... <laughs> Okay, so I don't want to say, like, I know it's kind of talking bad about sex work a little bit, but, like, you read articles about trans people who can't get jobs doing anything else because they're trans in their communities. So they're like, all people will hire me to do is have sex with them. And so, like, I don't want to talk about, like, it as a last resort anymore, but, like, yeah. I I don't even think that's, like, talking bad about sex work. I think that's more of... I think it's more of a call out of like our society of like, we cannot see people without seeing like sexual qualities within them. You know what I mean? And like, 
the value of that. And then the whole idea of traps, too, comes from sex workers. It's like, so when some influential guy got caught with a transgender sex worker they could be like oh it was a trap i didn't know that they were trans i thought they were probably some god offensive thing that i don't want to repeat but you know like so that's really where traps i don't want to necessarily say for sure that's where traps come from but that was like my first introduction to the whole idea of calling transgender people traps was influential people trying to mask the fact that they were attracted to transgender people The seventh most searched category on Pornhub was trans and transgender. It's the 10th most watched by male visitors. So like as much as this is being viewed and as much as we are seeing the sexuality of trans people in particular being engaged by the masses, we just are not matching that with our support of actual trans people and in our bills and our legislature. Honestly, like all of the legislature around sex work is just very, if you are not a white, rich, successful man, like you're not shit. Because that's like what they're trying to sell to. And I, I don't know. Okay, so pretty much the rundown is that there's definitely risks associated with being a sex worker. You probably know them. They're probably the first things that come into your mind. I mean, actually violence for the most part, just various kinds, psychological, physical, sexual. There's so many types of violence. Financial. Yes, truly. It really puts you in a place to potentially be taken advantage of. Sex workers' rights come with the the regulations of legalization. So they would include things like certain healthcare protections, certain resources for sex workers, and not just like resources for people who want to continue to be sex workers, but also there are people who don't want to be sex workers for their whole life. And in some cases, it's not a whole life job. Like, let's be honest, how many like 80-year-old sex workers do you know? There's like a time limit on it for most people so it would really add protections and take dangers away from the job so sex work would literally just become a transaction and like basic sales they wouldn't have to worry about being taken advantage of because the government would actually be on their side theoretically yep as far as things that can be improved i i feel like we only just kind of scratch the surface of it all i think there's really a lot more we can be doing and there's a lot a lot more goals that i feel like Not that sexual health is not important. It is very important. I do feel like there's a lot more protections that might be of more value that also need to be of equal importance. I think that sex work is real work and it's really time to treat it that way. Um, We are far overdue for some actual laws. And again, you know, like, like Bethany was saying earlier, legalization is regulation and so i think if we have legalization we're able to regulate how things happen what goes down put in some protections for people who are engaging in this work and you know if that it's something that you are into if this is something that you think that you would like to get into this line of work in particular read some stories of people make sure that this is actually a place that you would like to be in it's the same thing for every job right read some reviews read some thoughts connect with some people in the industry if, if you can get some insight on it because it's not for everyone i think you have to be a very particular person to be in this work because it is hard grueling work and it is not rewarding you know in in lots of cases it can be don't get me wrong but there's a lot of other things that are not really in popular discourse because it's uncomfortable to talk about and along those lines at the beginning i said i wasn't pro-sex work because i said that was aggressive but i am pro-sex work i'm pro-consensual as ethical as possible legal america get there sex work 
legalize it, all of it. Because like you guys said, and as we keep repeating, legalization is regulation. And there are ways that it can be done and be better for people and more education that can be spread and more resources. Because I think a really big deal, a really big thing that Zoe talked about was there is a lack of resources difficult for sex work to be as safe as it could be. So yeah. Okay, I think that's all that we have time for today. Although, Thanks for vibing. stay tuned for our next episode or an episode that we'll do in the future on porn. I have a lot Someday. of Someday. That's not a, a scheduled episode. Yeah, it's not in our roster yet, but it will be. So keep listening. If you have any thoughts, if you have any opinions, if you want to share some input, I'd love to see it. We'd all love to see it. Keep sharing, keep listening, keep paying attention, keep reading, keep educating in particular. Keep advocating, keep doing what you're doing. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Stay sexy.